And welcome to another episode of Giving a Hoot with Camille and Luke. Hello. Hey, Camille. Uh, it has been, well, last time you were off hunting for a wedding dress, and apparently you found one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there have been a couple games in between there. I think you've probably had like 50 games in the span of Dalton's like four. Yeah. Um, so I'm just saying like, he's not the hardest working person in, uh, in Omaha as so- far as soccer goes, but mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we'll let that slide. Um, so let's, uh, let's jump into this. We, we got, uh, a, Big game to talk about, uh, past tense, and then uh, a few games to to jump into for next week. But let's uh, let's jump to some news. Um, first on that news, Emir is not leaving the team. Uh, it, if you look at his Instagram stories, he posted a slightly misleading Instagram story uh, about his last pool game uh, in Omaha. That's apparently because Husker season is starting and they are moving the pool table out of the bar so they can fit more uh, fans of a losing team from Nebraska. After that slight scare, I think it's <laughs> worth mentioning to him that there are other bars with pool pool tables. So hopefully he's I'm able pretty to sure there, them. Yeah, like uh, there, there's a lot of decent bars, like even relatively close to him with pool tables. Yeah, but just, I I don't know though maybe not maybe not the most uh, innovative of of the group um, may, saves it for on the pitch not not for not for off but uh, ne- next up news wise we have some team of the week uh, awardees and uh, nominee for. Save of the week and goal of the week. But let's, uh, so player of the week uh, comes to Omaha, I think, for the first time this season. Um, and goes to Noe, who mm-hmm. fit three goals in the course of a week. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, he's doing great. Yeah. Uh, so can't fault that. That award, uh, Noe has really been growing into the season. We've been talking a lot about that. If you've been following us, if this is your first time tuning in, well, just go back and listen. We're we're not going to really break into it. Uh, <laughs> but no, Noe had one hell of a week um, and finally got the opportunity to do what we've been talking about and get paired up top with an experienced player. And hey, it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin, uh, goalie of the week. It, if you didn't watch the game, we'll, we'll break into that a little bit more. We'll, uh, we'll give you some spoilers there, but, uh, Kevin had one hell of a game as I think it's only second time starting. Yeah. this. So hell of a game for Kevin, uh, Connor. Connor didn't even start every game this week, but he came on, made a uh, significant, uh, significant difference, got an assist, really just showed his experience, his maturity at, as a major calming factor on the team and, and brought us in some good results. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, a uh, guy that we were a little bit worried about when he didn't, didn't get a start, didn't even make the bench, uh, Ryan Jiba. Yeah. Uh, so Ryan Jiba getting out there, always fantastic. Gets an assist, uh, you know, leave it to those wing backs, uh, uh, you know, get, they get the assist. They, they make team of the week that, that locks up all the defenders instead of our guys in center back who are not letting in everything. But uh, honestly, Ryan has just, exploded onto this league and has been such a such a big uh big presence there to to really make this happen now next bit of news and this if i 
don't fall asleep before editing this tonight. Uh, there should be time to uh, to actually vote for for this. Uh, goal of the week going to goalkeeper and team of the week member Kevin Piedrahita, uh New York's finest. Wait, is that the goalkeeper? That is the goalkeeper. Wow. I feel like that's never happened in USL League One. I, I believe it has not. I, I think we've made lots of jokes about it because we have a, uh, by FIFA standards, regulation size, but barely regulation size pitch. <laughs> uh, that, uh, you know, Rashid should have maybe gotten a goal by now. But, you know, Kevin, taking advantage of the time he's given, gets himself yes. a goal. Uh, but not let uh, let's wait uh there's more <laughs> kevin piedrahita new york's finest is also up for save of the week incredible um I'll, I'll be honest here his save of the week uh nomination is better than either of the others but I do not think was the best save of the week. Uh, I thought Rashid had better saves in the midweek, but I think because that was a rescheduled game, there's just a lot of things missing from that. Uh, go vote for Kevin on both because of any of the options, Kevin deserves it most and in making the most of the time that was given to him. Uh, just, just get out there, vote, click, mm-hmm. uh, Go incognito, vote again. Just just figure a way to vote 30 times for Kevin because he deserves it. Yeah. I mean, he, you can just, playing back the videos, the smile on his face is just a great feeling. So it's just great just to be able to support him, you know, for both of those awards. Incredible. Yeah. I, I mean, it was fantastic too. He didn't celebrate too much. He just kind of looked as like, holy shit, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but uh, that that leads us to a good point because let let's uh, let's jump into analyzing this game. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, thirty seconds go in, and Kevin scores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we we wonder what is going to happen in this game. Like, I'll, I'll be honest, because uh, Holiday was goalkeeper for NCFC, and he's sixteen years old. And probably has the highest ceiling of anyone in USL League One as far as career goes. Uh, He's been scouted by Bundesliga teams. I believe he's been scouted by some Premier League teams. And really just a fantastic goalkeeper. And Kevin, who's a seasoned veteran at this point, just puts a long punt up there trying to to play it forward, clear some space early in the game. And it just makes one hell of a bounce and chips, chips the 16 year old keeper and and ends up back in the net. And I don't know who's more surprised Kevin or holiday because like Kevin's happy about it, but he's like, how'd that happen? (laughs) Right. And you know, Looking back at it, and it is tough. I don't know if you notice or anybody notices uh, after warmups, they wet the field. And not yeah. only is our field difficult to play on for many reasons, whether it be the actual grass or the size of the field, throw it on top of that, you're warming up on dry grass, and then suddenly it is wet and slippery. Uh- I'll say that, like, on a professional pitch, it is pretty standard to to water, like, the wet the wet the pitch before before you actually start playing on it. So maybe it's a little bit more dry, and it's going to dry out over the course of the game. But yeah, that first couple minutes there, it is a wet pitch, like not soggy, but it just it's slick. So right. that ball's going to bounce different than it would normally. It's not getting the friction it normally would. So there, there's a lot happening in that first minute that is going to behave a lot differently. And Kevin's ball took full advantage of that. 
Right. Um, so. You know, I think also a funny part during the game after that happened, <laughs> I anytime a player got the ball, I was like, shoot it. The sun's in his eyes. <laughs> just shoot it. Like, why don't we all just pass the ball around? Well, that that's one of the things as like, as anybody who's on the berm knows, it's a disadvantage to be playing that half in the first. Like it, it's, it, it, the guys aren't coming in like 90s keepers wearing, wearing ball caps and, and trying, you can't be wearing sunglasses out there, but that sun is brutal. It is and, bad. Like it, it takes a high bounce and you're not, you're, you're not able to see what, whatever's going on there. Yeah. Um, okay. So it continues on. Honestly, I thought we got thrown a little bit on a back heel there. Uh, North Carolina tried to answer. Um, this was a fairly rotated squad. Uh, not, not crazy there. Um, but our Ryan being back in the defense was helpful. Eddie, um, getting the start out there is good, but it was not having Isaac there definitely just left a little bit of a different feel. Definitely. Um, what, what was the Corey's neck that, uh, sixth minute? I believe so. I, I don't know the exact time. I can always go back and check. Um, it, it's a well-orchestrated over-the-top ball. And it it's just cuts the defense in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And, you know, looking back at it, I think this just exemplifies the reason why we've been needing somebody like Corey to join this team. He has experience. He has the ability to stay composed and finish the ball. I mean, it, it was a clearance. He settled the ball, split the defense, and just hit one in casually, you know, didn't freak out. And, and you know, that's what we need. No, de definitely there. Um, it, it really – it wasn't necessarily the prettiest, but it was one that needed to happen. He needed to break the ice, uh, really, really get out there. And it – was that his second, third game in? Uh, and yeah. and he, he tallies his first goal. Like mm -hmm. uh, he's already got an assist at this point, but gets his first goal. And I, I think that just led a lot of confidence to the rest of it. Definitely. Um, I, I again, don't feel like the refing was as bad here as it has been in the past. There wasn't, the the flow of play felt better, which is something you were very adamant about early in the season. Yeah, I think it was a really fair game. I think there was fair tackles and the ref made sure to uh, give a card when needed. I think, you know, two red cards for the other team might have been a little much. But to be fair, the opponent that we were playing – North Carolina was uh, choppy in their tackles, sloppy, to be honest. So sometimes, I mean, the, those double yellows are going to turn into reds, especially in those moments. You have to keep our players safe, especially because we know our bench is not too deep at the moment. Uh, hopefully, it, you know, the, the depth grows for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, there, 
there were a lot of consistent infringement, uh, sloppy challenges, yeah. but the the play wasn't cut and chopped. And I think that has really benefited us. The, the more the flow of play, uh, the more consistency in refing, uh, we've seen much better results because of that. Yeah, agreed. Um, second half, we we didn't make any subs there, if I'm... No, but we have to talk about the third goal in the first half. Oh, that that's right. It was first half. I, I'm not mm -hmm. used to us actually scoring more than one goal, much let alone three and a half. Right. Uh, Noe, uh, doing what Noe does. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about how good he is off the ball? I Yeah, that was a great run. I He just, the energy and the spark that he has when he's on the field is is great. His movement. I mean, he, he really is just his positioning off the ball, his ability to find that space and just execute it has been. Mm -hmm. uh, that, Ryan gets the assist there. Um, and, and again, that's just being well, being well worked. Mm -hmm. um, between the two. Ryan has done amazing about uh, developing the physicality, not being muscled off the ball. His speed is extremely impressive to, to make sure that, you know, he's able to, to work, work the ball up, uh, open up that opportunity while still being able to track back mm -hmm. and, and puts it in for Noe. Mm -hmm. And Noe's doing what we were expecting him to do and scoring goals. And he, he chipped it over Holiday. Do you think, I mean, great, great chip, by the way, but do you think, again, the Sun had a lot to do with that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Uh, his, his run is great, but knowing that angle, Mm -hmm. you lose that. You mm -hmm. lose that right in the sun there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we try and choose that side to attack if we win the toss more and see similar plays like that. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, you, you can see Holiday just losing it in the sun here. Mm -hmm. Rewatching it a little bit, and there's like a split second where the ball's moving and he's not. Right. But that that's everybody happy for for Noe, um, understandably so. But that that's just such a great ball over the top for him, um, and and the speed really just came into it his, mm -hmm. his ability to to know where that ball is going his ability in between players and just knowing the space so well mm -hmm. um it's why we brought him in yeah exactly and it, we we knew he would be promising and and this game he definitely or this week in general he's definitely proven himself well, that was his ninth goal in all competitions for the club. Well, all regular competitions, not counting preseason, because I think he got one or two in preseason. Mm -hmm. uh, but ninth goal overall gets his 10th overall for the club this game. Yeah. Hey, we, we think he's going to break, uh, break 10 in regular season. I sure hope so, and I should hope in this next three-game stint is when it will happen because we know – we'll talk about it again, but we know these are going to be difficult games. So if we can we can have him use his Mesa magic 
on these on these difficult games. It'd be great. Are you quoting it? Like, are you coining this phrase right now? Well, I I am not the one who came up with it, but I do like the phrase. Absolutely. Uh, oh, yep. No, sorry, Jack. Jack's using that. Yes. Wonderful hashtag. Courtesy of of Jack. Dang it, Jack. <laughs> That's why I put it in air quotes. If you can't see this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we think JP is going to come back harder? I am hoping so. I think it's it's tough with, you know, coming back and having these games where the team's doing so well. And then, you know, I mean, I sure hope he has fire lit underneath him so he's able to come back and, you know, maybe score a goal as soon as he gets on the field. Pull a Kevin. I, I, I mean – he was uh, our leading goal scorer. Then he, uh, you know, starts clutching his shoulder. Um, don't don't know what happened there, but wasn't wasn't featured in the next two games. Then Noe scores a bunch of goals, and now JP's second fiddle. Like, uh, rough, rough. It's appendicitis all over again. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, okay. Now, now let's jump second half. Mm-hmm. Um, had good opportunities. Uh, again, midfield. I, I feel like we were lacking a little bit in the defensive part of the midfield. Yeah. Uh, it seemed to show a little bit more beginning second half. I don't know if it was tired legs or we were just, we're up three. Let's throw everything into the attack. Um, you know, Chivani had some good opportunities to, uh, to get another banger because mm-hmm. as I, I keep apologizing for, he's actually pretty decent at, mm-hmm those goals when he can get them on target. That's true. But we, I I feel like that's a difference there, Chivani uh, versus JP. Um, Both of them playing a six position, but I I feel like JP has a better control or more, maybe he's just more comfortable in, in the defensive role. Um, Whereas Giovanni is good on defense, but I don't feel like he's got quite the the comfortability in the style that we're playing um, and ability to just really uh, distribute as well as, as JP is. Um, he, he's getting in the right spots. He's good off the ball, but it, it's when he's on the ball in, in a defensive position, I'm not as comfortable with that as I would like. Yeah, and I think that comes with experience, but at the same time, uh, the commentators, when you watch away games, they really throw some of our players under the bus sometimes, and they've mentioned that, you know, he's one of the ones who has to work on fitness, so it, it could definitely be a fitness thing where, you know, somebody who doesn't play every single game, every single minute is not going to be as fit clearly. So it might be working on that, getting used to and comfortable with the playing style. JP has been here for three years and, you know, we're also comfortable with that too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if given the chance, I would swap JP's, uh, you know, fitness level for those 25 yard bangers, but we'll, we'll let it slide. Uh, yeah. Shivani definitely does seem to be improving. Um, uh, they're far more positives now than when his first start was or his first yeah. sub ons. I I'm impressed by the way he's really working with, with the team and really finding a, a niche for himself. Um, obviously it's not plays the same position as JP, but not as, the same style of player 
Um, but I, I do feel like the team is working well with, with Giovanni on it and we're not seeing a huge lapse. Right. I agree. I think going back to second half and the defensive differences, we did sub a lot that might have something to do with it. It was just a whole new team by the end. Um, and I know we were up by a lot, but at the end of the game, it felt like a loss because I mean, at the very end, we let a goal go through. Yeah. And that just, I mean, I must be so super pessimistic saying this, but it just felt like a loss to me that should not have happened. And I'm like so frustrating from a defensive standpoint, you know? Well, but let's talk about the subs. 63rd minute, Jay's favorite minute for subs. Uh, we make three. Yes. Um, Touche out uh, for Gabe. Uh, G comes on as a central defender. That's more or less a like for like. Um, there, there's preference of who who people may like more um, in that role, but at end of the day, there's a reason Touche has been starting um, and get that sub. Uh, Mr. Trying to fake us all out that he's leaving the club. Emir Ali Hajik comes on for Giovanni. Um, and Emir, not a like for like sub there. Uh, technically more supposed to be more of a defender, but honestly plays more of an attacking mid. Yeah, I would say in the midfield, he seems more like an attacking mid, but you could move him at right defender. But I think in the midfield, I, I just, I don't know. I, I see him definitely more as attacking minded. Yeah. And I guess Eddie has been doing well when he's been playing up in the mid, but mm -hmm. I didn't see that much of a switch there. Yeah. Um, Right, like it might have been some backtracking to cover, but not, not a full switch. Mm -hmm. um, and then final substitution, uh, we get Iru on uh, for Luis. Mm -hmm. He's a joy to watch. Uh, Yoskar just is such a fun player to watch. He's got so much energy. Mm -hmm. uh, he, his ceiling is so high, and anytime he. He's on the field. I, I've just, he's hungry for more mm -hmm. and it just feels like he has so much to prove. And every time he comes on the pitch, I feel like he's proving it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not seeing anything less than what I'd expect from him. Right. I agree. I think this is a great year for him. I, I really hope that he's able to take full advantage of his field time and, and really turn that into, you know, next year as a starter, um, whether here or elsewhere, uh, able to turn that into more time with, um, with the national team, um, like just use this as a, a turning point where he's really able to, uh, to grow and become the player we all know he can be. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, uh, Shaq Adams gets subbed out. And, and Shaq Adams has been kind of like scourge of the league since day one. And always gets put on underperforming teams. Hmm. Like, he's such a better player. Than, uh, but brings on Rincon, um, who... Uh, he he get the assist. Yeah, he he ended up getting the assist uh, for North Carolina. Um, gets, but did he get himself a yellow card? Uh, I don't believe so. No, no, he got into some tussles there in the second half. Yes, um, I feel like he definitely could have ended up with one. But 
for some reason I thought he had, but no. Um, but shortly, shortly thereafter, uh, Max Flick on 63rd minute as well. Um, in for Christian Lou Young, who has been a fairly strong performer for, for North Carolina. Second yellow for Fisher gets yeah. in the 69th minute, um, out with a red. And honestly, doesn't change a whole lot. Um, I do skip over Noe's goal as apparently I've been doing regularly. <laughs> well, we've been we've been talking a lot about him, so that's okay. I think we all know he had a second goal and uh, it was a great one. So second one was not as clean, but again, like he he gets himself into a good position, but it, it definitely uh, looking at it here. Corner kick and second header, mm-hmm. uh, and he just finds himself again right spot. You know what? But I'll take it. I feel like we don't have that many in air opportunities with this team. And so they're so few and far, even if it is a messy play, uh, you know, it, it's still going to be. A good no, I, I, I don't. I, I'm not saying anything that it takes away from from him on that because uh, it, it's a great goal. But it's, again, him just finding the right spot at the right time. Yeah. It, him working the space in between the defenders and whether it's the log over the top ball where he's got to outpace them or it's in off a set piece and he gets right. his head on it. He's there. He, yeah. he knows like six sense, which is what you want to see out of a attacking mid or forward. Just That's true. being in the right spot at the right time. And this is multiple times this week that he, he did it and keep doing it. Noe. Just keep doing it. <laughs> um, as you mentioned, NCSC scores in the 91st minute. Uh, I, I think our guys were ready to be done. Um, we we should have held on better defensive laps. And I I don't think... Kevin is really to blame for this. Um, It's a good run of play and uh, trying to see. Yeah. Just beats beats G um, muscles past him and former American football player figure he's not going to get out muscled for this. But it happens. Um, ends four one. Would have liked to have seen a shutout, but it is what it is. I think that fell back on the whole team, though. It was a it was a turnaround, and it's just so frustrating. I think because they were two players down, and yeah, that should not be happening. We should not be letting our guard down. I love that we're subbing. Those are the times where you need to get people on the field but I, I just again it's just something that we need to finish out with a shutout when we're having such a successful game like that with two extra players compared to the other team so here's a question for you uh we subbed after they got the the first red card there in the 49th minute um, 63rd minute, and then they get their next red in the 69th minute. We made the subs because we're up four, up a man. Uh, I think that's pretty. Jay's not going to make four subs in, in one go unless we're in that situation. Do you think the subs would have been different if we were up two men? I don't think so. 
I, I was kind of expecting this to be a heavy sub game, but I, I don't think so. I, I still feel like these would have been subs that have happened maybe at a different time of the game. Well, do you think maybe instead of G coming on for Touche, pull Touche out and throw in Ricky in addition to Noe or like throw on another attacker? So we're not we're not making as many defensive subs. Oh, we're we're throwing on more attacking and just really trying to capitalize on that. Uh, yeah, maybe. I I feel like this was actually one of the games where you could make a defensive sub though, so that you can get some rest sure. for for legs. Um, I don't, I don't really know when we have the opportunity to do that much during season. True. I, I think we, we definitely have, have not had as many games where we've had a, a significant advantage that we're, we're able to do that. But all, all in all, this was a game we needed to have. We needed a goal differential like that. We needed to show ourselves we could score um and then get a week off before heading to richmond who richmond is sitting what are they second first in the standings standings don't really matter they're up two games on us um won their past three and they're a solid side yeah, I, I really don't have much to say about this game. I'm I'm excited for us to play. Um, not excited that it's another away game, but I think it'll be interesting to see what our lineup might possibly be. Do you have any predictions? Um, I think we see Rashid back in goal. Uh, Kevin had a fantastic game, but ultimately, when it boils down to it on day to day, I think Rashid is going to be our starter when not pressed uh, and against a uh, top team in the league. You, you got to start Rashid there. I, I'm curious to see who does right back for us. Um, Cause that that's in flux right now with Isaac being out. Uh, you know, I expect Jiba DK and, and Touche. Uh, Eddie's done a fantastic job. G's also very good in that spot. Uh, we've seen Amir there and maybe Shaft. You know what? I'm going to throw this out there because I was very impressed. Hugo, we've seen him out there. I've enjoyed Hugo playing <laughs> defense. I, I mean, if it gets, if it gets Hugo out there, uh, he has the speed, uh, to, to really make that flag. Like, I, I could enjoy that. Do I want him playing defense against Terzaghi? No. <laughs> uh, but I, I would not be, be upset to see that. Uh, I was just going to throw it out there. We've seen him out there, so who knows? I could see him maybe that Wednesday against Madison. Okay. Like, that, that, that would be a fun one. Um, is JP going to be healthy? I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see what happens there because we do have a Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday set again. So, so what happens are, who are we traveling for all of these? Who are we resting and which games are we playing people? Is Jay going to not travel anyone? Cause it seems like he's traveled the team, the entire team, almost every, every game. Uh, I don't know if that's for a chemistry thing or if that's just he wants the options if they're available. Like I think I think we just don't have enough players to have people not travel. I think there's a couple every single week that don't travel, but okay. but they switch off or I don't know. I don't even know how a three game stint would work or or what we did when when we had to travel back to back for those last few games that were away. Well, this is nice because it's at a way that immediately home. Uh, we're not 
we're not, you know, Richmond to Tucson to Fresno and then finally home. It's Richmond back. That's a nonstop flight to DC back to Omaha. You could do that two days, leave morning before, you know, catch the morning after, uh, you know, two nights out of your own bed and then back day rest and go again Wednesday. Uh, I, I'd like to see JP in there if he's healthy. I think Giovanni has shown himself fully capable of stepping up there. But again, I, I'm hoping JP is hungry enough to try and retake the scoring lead or at least tie back up with Noe. Um, I, I think Luis has been fantastic in the midfield. Really like to see Dion out there. Um, and I mean, that last spot is kind of what who, who depends on whether we want to play a more defensive game or if we want to play a more offensive game. And I could really see it go just about any way, you know, got Connor, maybe rest Connor. Dalton has shown that he can wear the armband and we do fantastically. Um, but, you know, maybe we throw out Yoskar for a game, a young guy with a lot of energy. Uh, heck, maybe we do the the Noe uh, Brito in there, Noe up top with Herzog. Like, it, there's there's too many options that are midfield for me to be certain. Right. We do have a lot of midfielder options, so it, it does keep it interesting to watch. Like, And really, there's not a pairing or like a coupling in the midfield that I'm upset about. Which is extremely helpful at this point in the season. Like, uh, I always feel like in previous years, there's been okay, I don't want to see these guys playing together because they just don't mesh. But right now, I'm I'm just vibing. Like it, I agree. Like, our, our midfield's just sitting real comfortable. Um, offense here, I'd love to see Corey and Meza. Like, for, for forward, I, I feel like that coupling has worked very well. Uh, at the same time, um, Corey for Ricky, Corey for Bruce. Like, any one of those guys, I, I feel like could do just justice to that um, pairing with Noe. And I, I there, there's chemistry amongst all of the forwards that I, I think is hard to hard to really take away from. Um, score prediction. I I would love to see a shutout. Do I think we will have one? I don't know. Um, I think two to one. All right. I'm going to go two nil. I love that. I love that. Because there, there's one thing Jay has been very good about. And Terzaghi never scoring on us. Well, let's keep it that way. I hope your prediction's right. Uh so technically next week is a four uh four game week. We have the Special Olympics unified team is playing after Madison on Wednesday. And that's the that's the game I want to preview a little bit more. Yes, okay, absolutely. So last time we went up to Madison uh, our first team uh, left with one point, and our unified team left with three. And based on Peter's really grainy, uh, clearly he's not going to be employed as a videographer anytime soon footage. They're good. 
Yeah, and I heard that in person, they're even better. I could barely see anything on the video, but I could see that they were quick. So I'm I'm excited to watch in person. Well, just seeing how how into it the guys got last time, uh, or just based on the video, uh, Yoskar jumping on, doing some commentary there in the second half was was a lot of fun. But seeing seeing this at a uh, hopefully packed Werner Park. I think that's also STEM night too. So, you know, uh, there should be some fun science technology, uh, stuff going on. I think last year, uh, they had a, a good showing, uh, but it, keeping, keeping that stadium packed, even on a Wednesday night to, to show these guys, uh, and gals, like th- this is, it's such a great initiative. Um, I think our first team is going to finally kick the crap out of Madison. Uh, I just, I got a feeling. No, but I don't think they're going to be making airplane uh, uh, celebrations at our bench this year. Um, no, they, no, sometimes celebrating those goals is uh, classless, but no, uh, the unified team. While I want both teams to have a great time, I want us to win. Um, Omaha's for winners. Like, uh, score prediction for that game. For both games on that Wednesday. Let, let's go to the unified game first. Um. So what was um, it? Four four nil. I I don't remember the score, but I would love to see four goals in person. So I'm going to keep it at that or no. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say we're we're gonna do six uh, nil, and there's gonna be at least one hat trick. I love that. I hope I, so. It, I I want to see a hat trick this season, and. I feel like our unified team is going to pull it together for us. That would um, be great. First team uh, score line for that. <laughs> I don't know, but I keep going back to thinking about last year when our Madison game got rained out and Dalton had a goal. So I just want him to redeem himself because he's been so close to scoring. He needs to actually score. And that would be a great game to do it. <laughs> so my prediction is he scores on that game. Okay. So a Dalton hat trick. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I'm going to say a two, one game. I, I feel like there's something okay. Madison gets, uh, gets into the players' heads a little bit. Uh, I don't think they're traveling a fan base for this one. So I'm uh, interested to see see what can be done. But I, I think a, a 2-1, 2-1 game there. To be fair, it is a Wednesday game, too. Those are tough to play. So I, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. But I, I'm with you, Dalton goal. Got to happen. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> All right. Uh, we asked for some questions. And... Uh, we had one person oblige us. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, let me see if I can actually find them. Maybe somewhere. Here we go. Uh, so simple one first. Uh, just for fun, would Cristiano Ronaldo be a liability for a club if he were picked up for Man U? Due to his lack of pressing ability. Uh, I'll I'll let you start with this. You're you're marrying a Man U fan. <laughs> well, a Man U fan, but not a Cristiano Ronaldo fan. So, um, I don't know. I think as a player, in his uh. It, how people know him. I don't, I don't know. He'll bring fans. That's all we want right now. But um, I just, I think with JMM's style, if we're talking about pressing ability, Jay would not appreciate 
his playing style on the field? Uh, I, I'll, I'll say this as a fan of Ten Hag, uh, being a rapist aside, uh, Ten Hag benching him is enough to tell me that Jay would not let him anywhere near the team. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Um, so these two, I, I feel like can kind of be, be tied together. Um, before the Chicago fire game, there was a debate about the significance of a win versus an MLS side and what it would do for the club. Months later, do you feel our U S open run has had the impact you thought it would? How so? And the question I feel that's can be tied to, um, also by Patrick Walsh. Attendance has been great and getting even better. Thoughts on ways the club can continue to improve the fan experience even more, other than a soccer-specific stadium. Clearly, he listens to the pod enough to know that we're always harping on that fact. Uh, I'm going to jump in here because I think the thing we'd hoped most for about playing an MLS side was playing an MLS side at home. Uh, Whether it was at Werner Park or Coniglia or Morrison, we wanted to play an MLS side at home so that way it would draw in more. And while the storied bit of, yeah, we beat MLS sides too and then got our butts handed to us by a dog shit third side, um, we... It, it's very good because we're able to use that in going out in public. People are more likely to have heard us because it wasn't just local press. It was Kansas City press. It was Chicago press. It was Minneapolis press. Uh, national press was was covering Union Omaha. So more likely to have been heard. But I think it hurt us more in the regular season with the congested schedule. Uh, would have been better to have some more rest, especially at a travel-heavy front end, and especially when we're traveling to Chicago instead of hosting an MLS side at home, traveling to Minneapolis instead of hosting an MLS side at home, traveling to Kansas City instead of hosting an MLS side at home. Like, unnecessary travel um, out there just, I, I don't think, helped us. Yeah, I I agree absolutely on that. And I also think heavy legs or tired legs going all out for those games versus our our season games is uh, it has impact us as well. For the fan base, you get new fans who are coming out here thinking that there's going to be amazing and beat everybody because they've beaten MLS team and they come out and we are still figuring out how to play on our field. We're still learning how to play with each other at home. And I know that fans hear about us from an MLS win and expect something, but we're also hurt from injuries, from overworking, from traveling. And so it's it's a win-lose because we do get that coverage, but then when fans who don't normally come, come out and expect success, they don't take into consideration that our our legs and our bodies are less less intact at this point of the season. No, I mean that that's definitely a definitely a point here where I think your average fan doesn't realize how much we travel in our league. That our nearest team, Madison or Northern Colorado, are 500 miles away. Like, even Kansas City has a bit of that issue, but there are three teams in Texas which are closer than uh, what we have for most of our next. Like, there there are options and divisions in the MLS where these well-funded big teams probably have less or equal travel to this third division side that doesn't have the the facilities the the monetary value to to really have the advantage there and i i think that that hurt us attendance wise 
I, I think those wins helped. Um, I, I think it got the name out, got people to to look up. Okay, how do I get tickets? It, you know, it got the local press more willing to be able to promote it. But we're still playing in cornfields. Like you can't take a bus there. Like, you right. Can't. Well, you can take the party bus. You you can take the party bus, but you're not able. The party bus is what thirty seats. You pay thirty dollar ticket, and it's a great deal. But you're not able to take you know forty people for a dollar out there on a bus. Your Uber ride is going to cost you fifty bucks. If you're biking there, you're choosing all day as an option. Like the accessibility, I think, just hurts so much. Uh, and heck, even people who live in West Omaha, live in Elkhorn, it's a 20, 30 minute drive for them. People who live in Council Bluffs, it's a 20, 30 minute drive. People who live in Benson, it's a 20, 30 minute drive. Like it, it's the accessibility is just such a, uh, such a detriment there. And I really unfortunately think like the 4,500 to 5,000 is a max cap on a good day for the location. Yeah, I agree. And looking at these Wednesday games, you can tell it's it's the families who are coming a lot and increasing that attendance for us. Families aren't going to come on Wednesday nights. You can see it. You can see the decrease. My voice echoes onto the field on Wednesday nights because of the lack of people. That should not be happening. But I mean, once we find a place. I mean, West Omaha is always going to be far wherever our stadium is, unless we put a stadium in West Omaha, which I sure hope we don't, but you know, it's, it's going to bring a lot of families. Um, I think if we were to move into the Omaha area um, and we need, I feel like this year, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but this year we've had an increase of families. I mean, gosh, see all the, children after games who are getting signatures from the guys and it's 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 great to see but we would have more attendance if we were in a more accessible area i i think a lot of it and this is a bit of the transportation nerd coming out me is you look at the way the city is designed and all of the arterials all of the the main ways are created to funnel people downtown. Um, your family is more likely to travel from West Omaha to downtown if it takes 15 minutes on Dodge than you know even going from Elkhorn on a Wednesday to uh, to there. You're People who live downtown who don't want to leave an area of, you know, within three miles because I don't want to pay for gas or I don't want to try to find parking when I get back. Like the, those sort of things that you don't think of immediately. It just the accessibility of it. Um, I, I think a good opportunity or like a good example is. Um, going to a Creighton game. Like I, I work downtown games are at six 30, uh, have tickets to a Creighton men's soccer game. I text three people and I'm like, Hey, I have an extra ticket. Do you want to go? It's like, Oh yeah, no, not, not an issue. Thursday night at six 30. Like that, not a, not a second guess. Like not a, Oh, I, I don't think I can make it all the way out there and, and back like 630 game Thursday night done by 830, like in a central location close to where you work. A weekday game, that that's great. A weekend game. No, that's still fine because, oh, yeah, I can go grab dinner or I can go do something before like just. Even even just increasing the accessibility or the uh, options out at Warner Park, I think would really help. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And something that's been very big in the USL sphere is building a stadium and then having youth fields nearby. 
So yeah, it can be a Wednesday and you've got your youth soccer game going on. Uh, those youth games are at five. They're done by six 30. Oh, and then there's a pro game at seven. Let, let's go hang out and watch that grab dinner. The, like that's a great option if it's out there, but there's cul-de-sacs and cornfields and warehouses. Like, yeah. Unless you're a, a corn farmer, it, it's great for you out there, right? <laughs> Oh, no, because then you got to deal with all the traffic from the cul-de-sacs. You're right. <laughs> lose, lose. Uh, no, I, I really just the excess. I guess. Patrick, get us a get us a free bus to bring people there and back, or you know, figure out a taxi service, and I I think we could see another thousand people out there on a Wednesday night. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's uh that about covers all we we need to um. I guess I have one last question for you, Camille. All right. What is it? Who gives a hoot? We, we do. do.